Well, wake, welcome to uh, Faith Walk, William Carroll. And I, I'm a, your host here on this podcast, and we're going to be talking about taking God out of the box. We're talking about, you know, how God has worked in my life through signs, wonders, and miracles, you know, by believing on his word, standing on his word, reaching out, praying for people, leading people to the Lord, and just just being an ambassador to Christ. The last podcast we talked about being an ambassador to Christ, 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 17 through 21, how that, that we are an ambassador to Christ. You were a new creature created in Christ Jesus because he reconciled us to God through his death upon the cross. Amen? All right, I hope you studied that. I hope you went and looked and, and got off on the rabbit trails and started studying the Word of God because I'm not going to, you know, I keep saying I'm not going to baby spoon you. I'm not going to give you a spoon of baby food, baby food, baby food. I'm going to make you taste that, the good Word of God, and then get into the Word and find out for it yourself if it's true or not true. Don't believe what I say. Don't believe what I say. Go and back it up in the words so that you know that you know that you know that you know that what I'm saying is true and it, back, and, it, and it agrees with the Word of God. You see, the Word of God and the Spirit of God always, always agrees. The Word of God and the Spirit of God always agrees. Amen? All right, so today we're moving ahead. We're jumping up to, to give you a little bit of a testimony. And uh, I'm going to start in John chapter 11. And I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be just trying to read pretty fast because this is a long chapter, and I want to get to where God wants us to get. It says, A man named Lazarus was six. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother, Lazarus, was sick. So the two sisters sent a message. Remember this. The two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness is not unto the death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so the Son of God will receive glory from this. <clears throat> so although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going, therefore, again? And Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of the daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I'll go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. You know, they call him Doubting Thomas, you know. Oh, let us all go down. Well, was he doubting or was he speaking faith? You know, I don't know. You know, I, I think he, by other things in the word, he, he was probably doubting. You know, he just said, well, come on, let's go. We're going to die too. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me, John eleven seventeen. 17. 
When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got the word that Jesus was coming, she ran to meet him, but, Jesus st uh, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise again. Everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection, the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me, believes in me, will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. And then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside in the mourners and she told her, hey, the teacher's here and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him and Jesus had stayed outside the village at a place where Martha had met him. And when the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leaving so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up in him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. <clears throat> they told him, Lord, come and see then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave where a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told him. But Martha, but Martha, the dead man's sister protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? So they rolled the stone away. Then Jesus looked up into heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they may believe you sent me. And Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands, his feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped with a head cloth. Jesus said, unwrap him and let him go. Now, the first thing I want to say is, when did Jesus tell Martha and them? He, in, in John eleven forty, Jesus asked her, he said, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? When did he tell them that? Well, if you go back to the very beginning, uh, Martha and Mary sent messengers to Jesus. The two messengers in 11 and 3, sent, the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God. So the Son of God will receive glory from this. So he told them, he sent the messengers back and said, he's not going to die. Uh, or, he, you know, he, he's, he, it's not going to end in death. It, he did die, but he said it wasn't going to end in death, but this is for the glory of God. 
And uh, did you notice in this story too that uh, when she she had a a she had a faith she she made a statement of faith after uh, Jesus talked to her. And let's see, it's right here. It's uh, uh, John eleven twenty seven. Uh, it says, "Oh well, let's start in 26, uh, uh, 20, 25. 11, 25 says Jesus told her, "I'm the resurrection, the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die." Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord. She's told him, I've always believed you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary, and she called Mary aside from the mourners and said, Hey, the teacher is here. He wants to see you. So Mary, so Mary went to him, you know, and, and she said, You know, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, you wouldn't have died. So listen, Martha made a, a statement of faith, but then she turned right around and she didn't believe what was happening. So she said, hey, you know what? I can send Mary. I can send Mary unto him and, and, and Mary can convince him to raise Lazarus from the dead. Maybe Mary can convince him to go. So uh, anyway, Jesus already told him that it, the sickness was for the glory of God that you would believe. He told the disciples, I'm glad we wasn't there. Come on down and let's believe. Now, we're talking about the grave. We're talking about Jesus said, come out of the grave. Come out, Lazarus, come out. I want to talk about that grave. Is the word of God still true? Yes, it's still true. Does God say come out of the grave sometimes? Yes, it may not be a physical grave. It may not, it may be a mental grave. It may be a, a grave I'm just going to tell you about my grave. My grave is I had neck surgery. I had neck surgery in in uh, in 2020, um, and then in 2021 I had COVID. I had th for three months I was sick. I was on oxygen at the house. Um, I had to keep oxygen on at all time. My oxygen level was the upper 60s and the lower 70s for three months, and. Um, if I walked anywhere, even with the oxygen on, the, the oxygen level would go down. It finally started getting better. I was in I was in the b bathroom one time, and I was sitting in there, and I was just I told I told uh, I told God uh, I was just that that was a quiet room, you know, it was a room away from everybody else. So I was just in there, and I said I said Lord, I said I said if you're through with me, if you're through with me. Then, then come call me home because I'm ready. And my, my wife was way in the kitchen. You know, she shouldn't have been able to hear me. But she yelled, no, you're not. And I said, yes, I am. I'm ready to go home if he's through with me. If he's through with me, I'm ready to go home. And I, I would lay down at night and I wouldn't know if I was going to wake up in the morning. We got this little dog and every time I was feeling really, really bad and, and that's when I didn't know if I was going to make it through the night and I laid down, he'd come in there and he'd start barking at me. And I mean, he would bark and bark and bark and bark. And he's a little Yorkie is what he is. And, and so I, you know, I'd say, go away, go away. And well, he wouldn't go away. He'd keep barking until somebody come in there and checked on me. When they came in there and checked on me and I said, no, I'm all right. I'm just feeling really, really bad. You know, um, and they left the room, then he would go. But uh, I tell you, I was, I was, so for three and a half years, let's you get on with the story. For three and a half years, ever since the neck surgery, ever since the COVID, um, and, and I went ahead and retired because uh, they were trying to, 
Well, they was trying to force me out after that, and, you know, and I prayed about it, and, and God, uh, God just relieved the burden, you know, that it was time to retire. I'd been working at the oil field at that company for 33, and, uh, 33 years and five months, all right? So anyway, so I retired, and I was going to retire anyway the, the next year in, in July, and um, it, so I just got to go early, you know, but I needed to. My physical health wasn't really good. I really couldn't work eight hours in a day. Well, then uh, I started having a whole lots of problems. So uh, my dermatologist sent me to a, a, uh, a uh, rheumatologist because she says, you've got psoriasis. And do you ever have aches in your, your hands or your elbows or your you know, and the truth was I had aches everywhere in my hips, my, my elbows, my back, my neck, and uh, it had just getting worse and worse. And I, I was actually confined to a chair. You know, I couldn't, a rocking chair. I couldn't walk outside without my hips hurting. I had to sit down. I couldn't, I couldn't help around the, the place. You know, I had a hard time mowing the grass, you know, and it was, it was my neck. I had a C3456 fused because it was bone on bone so they stretched it out put a piece of metal in there six screws and skin grafts three skin grafts and um it wasn't healing really good you know for some reason and and then i of course i had the covid i got covid brain for three and a half years i couldn't remember scripture i couldn't remember the the, the things of god that i had learned and uh so last year on this date and today is october the i believe it's around the 14th so last year around october 14th or 15th a little before that uh, god had laid it on my heart that we needed to find another church for my daughter because where there were some older teens and some high school uh, students and and they were going to be graduating and sh and we just didn't have any in our church and she needed to be around and see people that were her own age that worshiped God, loved God, studied the Word of God, spoke the Word of God. And so he put this church on my, on my heart. And um, so we were going to go visiting. And so we went to this church, and I knew the pastor. Uh, he had been my daughter's theater teacher for, uh, oh, golly, you know, four or five years, you know. And, and so uh, I'd been around him. I'd seen him. I'd watched him. You know, and he was such a blessing to me and such a blessing to the kids. And I knew that they had a, a, a good youth group. So we went to church that day and we, I said, all right, let's go try a church. And she said, okay, let's go try it. So my daughter went, me and my wife, and we got there. And, you know, it was a, the, the people just were so nice and, and received us in there. And, and we, had, uh, we had been going there for, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Oh, you know what? Let me make the, you know, the youth pastor and the worship leader there is was my kids, my older kids who were 30s in their 30s, youth pastor when they were teenagers, and I was youth sponsor and and helped and and uh, it was such a blessing to see him. You know, I've known him over 20 something years, and he just, you know, he said, "Hey, William," you know, <laughs> and and, and uh, you know what? I, I maybe I should have been a youth pastor because he hadn't he hadn't changed one bit at all. I mean, he looks as young as he did then. You know, it's been twenty years. I said, man, I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong ministry. You know, and and so anyway, um, a couple of a couple of weeks after we had been going there, uh, we were sitting in there, and and I couldn't 
man, I was hurting so bad. I was still in all this pain. I was still hurting. I was trying all this medicine that they were trying to put on me, $7,600 a month, you know, for two shots. or And it just made me worse and worse. And it got worse, you know. And, I mean, I was really down. I was really, I said, Lord, you know, if you're through with me, you know, I I, I'm, I don't want to live like this. I'm too young to live like this. So I was sitting in church, and 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 they, the praise team started worshiping and started singing. And I was standing up. I was worshiping, you know. And all I could think about was, golly, you know, I'm in such pain. I'm ready to go home, you know. And they started to sing, Oh, Glorious Day. And in Glorious Day, if you hadn't heard it, go listen to it. It says, He called my name, and I ran out of the grave. Well, you know, Jesus called Lazarus' name and he came out of the grave and he said, loose him and let him go. So they took the grave clothes off of him. Well, I was sitting there and when they started singing that song, I started jumping, I started shouting, I started screaming, I started raising my hand, I started praising God. And it wasn't that I started doing it, but the Spirit of God came upon me and it, I just, I felt like, I tell you what, I knew the presence of God was there. And um, and we sit in the front, you know, and it, it's, uh, and after it was all over, man, I, I mean, I was feeling good. I said, wow, you know, and we sat down and I, I poked my wife. I said, I said, well, if they don't kick us out now, after today, we got it made, you know. And um, come to find out, it blessed a lot of people uh, doing that. And I didn't do it on purpose. I did it because the Spirit of God came upon me. If the Spirit of God moves you to do something, do it. Do it. Do it. You don't know how it's going to bless people or the people that are behind you or the youth in the church that just, you know, it blessed some of them. They just got on fire for God. And some of the men, you know, started worshiping God. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, I'm going to tell you that since that time, one year ago, God has got me off of the medication. God has got me out of the chair. God has got me out where I can work around the house. I can mow the lawn. I can, I can, you know, I couldn't even sweep the floor without sitting down for three or four times for four or five minutes because I was hurting so bad. So I started, I, I quit all that high dollar dope that they were giving me drugs for, for arthritis and all. And I just started saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. You're the healer. You said you're a healer. You said by your stripes, I am healed. Lord, I'm going to start trusting you. Every day I'd get up and I'd I anoint myself with oil. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, heal me from the inside out. If you're not through with me yet, Lord, I need you to heal my body, Lord. I need to heal of the pain and of the of, and I, I'm not, listen, I've never claimed arthritis. I'm not going to claim it because I always say, they say, they say I have arthritis, but the word of God, I see the word of God says, I'm not moved by what I see, feel, hear, smell, or taste. I'm moved by the word of God and the spirit of God and not by my feelings. See, but I had got in my feelings. Now, since that time, I'm going to tell you, God has brought me out of that grave. I was in a grave. I was in a grave. You know, no, it wasn't in the ground. I wasn't covered up, but I was in a grave. I was dead. I was good to nobody. I was good not to my family, not to, I was good to nobody. Because the devil was trying to steal my life. He was trying to take my life away from me, trying to make me give up on life and say, hey, it's easier for me to check out than it is to check back in and to call on God, to believe God's word. And, and then 
when I did that, God started bringing up all these memories, all these times that, that he used me, you know, to pray for other people, to pray for sickness, to, to lead people to the Lord. And uh, I had a precious friend at the old church that we was at, and she had handed me, the last day I was there, she handed me and Janie a note. It was scribbled on a piece of paper and ripped out of a notebook. And the precious lady said in this deal, it said, God is not through with you yet. So now... I'm doing God's work, my father's business. I'm working at New Creation Foundation in Troop. It's a restoration for men. We have 14 men. It, 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 we, we, uh, they, they work. They study the Word of God for 12 to 14 months. They learn the Word of God, and they are recreated because they got to a point where either it was drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, whatever their problem was, you know, uh, they needed, they had got to the very bottom and they needed to be lifted up. And that's what we're doing. We're lifting them up. See, my pastor friend over there, Pastor Greg, he called me. He said, hey, man, can I talk to you for lunch? I went over and talked to him for lunch. I said, man, what's going on? And he said, uh, well, uh, and I said, you need help? He said, yeah, how'd you know? I said, God told me in prayer that you need help. And, and, and so he said, he said, well, uh, yeah, I need help. And I said, okay. How many days? Three. Well, it's ending up four. You know, it's about four days, sometimes five days, sometimes long hours because I'm putting out fire. I used to be a fireman. Sometimes there's fires over there that we have to put out, you know, and we have to deal with the situation, you know, and, and I'm a new man coming in and they don't know how to react to me, and uh, but they're learning. And, you know, it's by the power of God, the Spirit of God. That's how I want to minister, through the Spirit of God. And, and, and my church is a blessed church. You know, God called me out of that grave. That simple song called me out of that grave. And I'm not going back in it. I'm going to be about my father's business. I'm going to be about doing the Word of God. You know, and uh, right now, I'm down here in Central Texas. I just went in today to the Kyle unit. Uh, TDC, T TDC, Kyle unit with a group of people to minister. And we, we ministered to men out there. And we had, we had many men give their life to the Lord and, and receive Christ. And a lot of them that, that got back on the right track. You can call it rededication. I don't, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to tell you, God is moving. People are hungry for God. I love my new church. God had just placed me and Janie there. And it, 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 the first time we went, I knew I was home. I knew that's the place that God wanted us. The people there are such precious people, hungry for God, hungry to do the work of God. And they will. If you say, hey, let's go do so-and-so. Let's go out here, put up a tent and, and tell people about Jesus and share about what our church is doing, how we're building on for the youth. You know, there's, they're like, let's go. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. And they don't only say, let's go, they'll come and go with you, you know? So I just want to encourage you, you know, whatever you're going through, if you're sitting in that chair and you're listening to this and you can't move, look, start believing God. See, the Word of God said there's nothing impossible with God. Start believing that God is God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. I've got to get off of here. But listen, I want to tell you something. Drop me a note. You might want to email me at faithwalk1960. Faithwalk1960. Faithwalk1960 at outlook.com. 
Drop a note if you need prayer. Drop a note. I'll pray for you. I'll pray with you. I'll agree with you. I want to agree with what you need because there's a power in agreement. See, one will put a thousand to flee, two will put two thousand to flee. Until next time, this is William saying, take God out of the box in Jesus' name. I love you. Jesus love you. If you don't know him, ask him into your heart today. Amen. Until next time.